Hello and welcome to season three of Genuine Admissions. This is Amy Thompson. I'm the Dean of Enrollment at Loomis Chafee and I'm really excited to have a conversation today with Loomis Chafee's Director of College Guidance, David Ryan. Um, David and I have known each other for, uh, for quite some time, actually before he came to Loomis Chafee a few years ago. And that's because as many of you know, who've read my blog, I, I used to do David's job. I used to be the director of college guidance at Loomis. And in my role, had the opportunity to work with David a bit here and there on the college side as a, you know, as a college admissions officer through the years. And so I was really, really excited when he decided to join us at Loomis um, and, uh, and bring his expertise to our Loomis students. And today we're going to talk about a number of different things related to college admissions. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk just about the general landscape of the college admissions scene in 2021. We'll also have an opportunity to talk about the philosophy of college guidance here at Loomis Chafee uh, and a little bit about the program that we offer. I do think that there's some things that are a bit different at Loomis and I'm sure that David will address those today. Um, and it should be a fun conversation uh, because who doesn't like talking college guidance and college admissions? So David, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to come in and chat with me today on Genuine Admissions. For sure, I'm, ha I'm happy to be here. And, and I know that uh, talking about college admissions is always something that, that's on the, uh, on the minds of, of students who are, and parents who are picking, uh, picking high schools. So I'm happy to, to share what knowledge I can. Awesome, thank you so much. So first, would you mind just taking a minute and talking a little bit about you know, introducing yourself, your roles on campus, and um, you know, just even how you ended up at Loomis? Absolutely. So um, I, I grew up in Connecticut, not far from Loomis uh, in West Hartford, uh, but then I went to college at Pomona College out on the West Coast and stayed on the West Coast for a couple of years um, working in college admissions. I, I worked in the Occidental College and Pomona College admissions office, and then I came back, uh, back east and got my master's in higher education at Harvard uh, and then stayed in the Boston area working again in college admissions uh, at Boston University and Brandeis University. And then went back out west again and was a director of college counseling in Northern California for eight years uh, before coming back here about four years ago. Um, and, and so excited to, to be at Loomis. Um, I probably visited Loomis for the first time as an admissions rep in 2002 or 2003. Um, Connecticut has often been my territory because it's where I'm from. So throughout my 10 year college admissions experience, I've done many, many college fairs and, and met with many Loomis students. And one of the biggest reasons I, I applied for this job was just knowing the caliber of, of Loomis students and being excited to work with them. Uh, because I think when you're a college admissions officer reading 20 applications from a high school, you get to know the high school really well. And so uh, when I saw when I saw this this position being open, it was it was just exciting because um, these are incredibly interesting students to work with, which which I could see from their applications um, and, a, and a really um, just a, a vibrant school to be at. Knowing that, you know, we do have such a breadth of different types of students and different types of um, goals when it comes to college admission and and we've just come through such a you know such a difficult year and a half quite honestly especially in relation to the college admissions landscape and certainly boarding school admissions as well with students trying to choose schools i'm wondering if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about 
um, just the, the current landscape and, you know, and maybe also just in relation to, you know, you've been doing this a long time over a decade and, you know, particular trends and, and things that you're seeing um, generally in the world of college admissions and, and uh, on your end. For sure. It is, it is one of the most interesting times in college admissions and um, that's exciting. It's also a little scary. Uh, you know, every year, in, in the past, you know, 30 years, things change a little bit and they generally change in similar ways and we can sort of chart where they're going five years from now. Uh, and, and COVID particularly has, has just started some bigger changes in, in our world. The, the biggest being uh, that many colleges have gone, have gone test optional um, and that has sort of shaken up the snow globe a little bit. Um, what, what we've also seen is a, a real spike in applications to the, the highly selective universities out there. They've always been very selective. They've always received a lot of applications, but that really jumped up uh, in the last year. Um, I think this is partially because of the test optional piece, but it, it also comes from a, a senior class that didn't really get to visit colleges. And, and by not visiting colleges, I think a lot of students um, clung towards sort of the name brand schools and sent more applications to places they'd heard of. They didn't have that chance to go to the middle of Pennsylvania and fall in love with a college that they hadn't really heard of. Um, and so, you know, it, it felt like at least at the top of the, of the food chain, uh, students clumped their applications more, um, both nationally and, and internationally. Uh, and, and I think that's where we saw huge increases at the most selected schools. And so as we go into the next year of admissions, I think one of the big questions is, was that a spike? Was that a one-year anomaly? Or was that sort of the new normal? And, and you know, for a school like, um, you know, Columbia that might have been up over 40% in applications, will that drop back down to their, their previous high? Or is that is that just where we are now? And certainly with, with Loomis students often um, having an eye on these most selective schools. This is something that we are we are really following. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and certainly our audience can relate to that on multiple levels as well with some of what we've seen with the boarding school landscape uh, of admissions as well in regards to the visits, the lack of being able to visit, the test optional movements and, and things like that. And I wonder whether or not, you know, uh, the philosophy of college guidance at the school has, you know, how has it remained the same or, or shifted in relation to these changes? I mean, can you just talk a little bit about just the general philosophy of the office and how you approach work with families? Sure. I mean, in, in terms of our philosophy, um, you know, the, the biggest thing we're trying to do is, is get students to identify colleges that are a good fit for them and then obviously get them in. Um, I think oftentimes when we're talking about college admissions, there's a, a eagerness to jump to the get them in part. Uh, but I, I think we too quickly move past the identifying colleges that are the right fit for students. And so a lot of what we do, especially early on, is just you know, work, working to expose students to different types of colleges, different sizes, different locations, different majors, and, and really doing that foundationally. And, and even more foundational than that is, is working to, to have the student know themselves. You know, because if a student is sort of still up in the air about what their academic direction is or what hobbies they like, it's a little harder to identify a, a right fit college. And so 
a lot of this happens more just by being at a place like Loomis than it does anything my office does specifically. Um, but I think by exposing students at Loomis to a wide variety of academic areas, a, a very wide variety of extracurricular areas, um, students at Loomis are really able to start to get to know themselves. And once they have that, they can start to look at a college that will, will sort of match up with that. And so a lot of our philosophy is, is helping students do that piece. Um, obviously on the tail end, you know, we are, we are working with students to shine the brightest and send the best applications in. There's a whole bunch of things we do for that. Uh, but I think, but I think it all sort of starts with a student getting a strong sense of self and who they are, and then matching that up to, to a college, uh, you know, in terms of how, how this may have changed, that whole area is, is certainly the same. Um, but the test optional piece is, is one of the the bigger changes out there because I think we will start to have students that early on say I don't like testing or testing doesn't represent me and opt out of all the, ver the variety of things we do with testing whether it be the PSATs that start sophomore year or the practice ACT that they would do in sophomore year uh, whether that's some of the test prep options we might have on campus um, I think we'll start to see more students just saying I'm going to skip the testing piece of this, which which has traditionally been a pretty big piece of the college process. Although I do imagine we will still see the majority of our students um, test and and put a lot of importance on those tests. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about uh, when college guidance uh, and all of the self-assessment and all of that really starts to begin at Loomis? Um, you know, and talk a little bit about your team and your office and and how you connect with students and get them, you know, kind of thinking about these things. For sure, um, we will do a couple of, of sort of light touch things freshman year, but really, I think we begin in earnest um, sophomore year when students are assigned their college advisor. Um, this is a change we've made in the last couple of years. Students used to learn who their college advisor would be in the middle of junior year, and we've sort of bumped this up a year. Um, in bumping it up a year, we don't necessarily want students to stress out about the college process earlier. We don't want sophomores focusing on the college process and thinking about if I take this class, what it'll mean for college, um, which extracurricular is better for college, this sport or debate. We, we don't want to do that, but we want to be a resource for them because I think the college process has become more confusing. Um, there are more moving parts to it. And we feel like if, if we're a resource, if we can be a point person for them um, earlier, that's really helpful for them. And so they will have a college counselor in the middle of sophomore year, but they might not necessarily meet with them one on one until the middle of junior year. Uh, but they at least know who their counselor is if they have a question on course education, that type of thing. Um, something we also do in the second half of sophomore year and then the first half of junior year is each college counselor will, will meet with their cohort of students, uh, maybe once every six weeks to talk about uh, a different variety of of subjects. So, you know, we might have a college fair come up coming up soon. And so we might have a meeting before that to give them some tips on it. Or we might introduce them to SCORE, the website we sort of use to hold their college list. And we might have a meeting to introduce that. And so when we when we really get down to the one-on-one -on -one time in the middle of junior year, they already have that foundation of knowledge and and we already have started to build a rapport, which I think is great. Uh, but the key work truly comes in the second half of of junior year and the first half of, of senior year. And that's when we're meeting with them quite often, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And that's that's the real valuable time. Um, this is one of the, the biggest 
things I was impressed with coming to coming to Loomis Chafee. At my at my previous school, I might meet with my students maybe maybe twice, but maybe once in the spring of junior year, and then maybe once, maybe twice in the in the fall of senior year. At Loomis, we are meeting four to five times with our juniors uh, in the spring. And gosh, senior year we're so we're so connected with them, you know, three, four, five, six times, depends on how many essays we're looking at. Um, so we are just constantly meeting with students one-on-one. -on -one, and I think that's incredibly valuable for, for the relationship and for them feeling confident in submitting their applications. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and in addition to that, to be able to be such a great resource for families and especially for the families who, for whom uh, maybe college, this is the first time they've had a child go to college in the United States or to a four-year institution and being able to have access to the expertise of your office, even as early as you know their sophomore year, the their children may not have, may not be coming your way, but at least they have the opportunity to know, okay, you know, Mr. Ryan is working with my child. And if they have questions, you know, those questions that all parents have, that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have their child ask, but they want to know someone that they can call um, and ask about. And it's, it's, you know, it's something that we always really encouraged when I was over in the college office, but the fact that you've now structured it this way so that there is a particular person. And I remember when my youngest Grace, who's now going to be, you know, who's a senior at Loomis now is the third of my children to go through the college process here. Um, just being able to have an email that came out from Mrs. Wigenhauser to me and to my husband when she was a sophomore saying, I'm here and available for questions. Um, don't hesitate, even if it's something that you don't want to bother your child about, feel free to contact me directly. It just gave a, a level of comfort. And as somebody who used to do the job, yes, I still have questions <laughs> and I still reach out to mm -hmm. Kathleen a lot to say like, you know, I don't know, what do you think about this with Grace or whatever? Um, and it's really nice to have that, even though, because my older children, you know, had a very different experience in relation to, you know, my work at that time and whatever. And it's nice to have that available um, even earlier to kind of ask those questions that are on your mind that you, that you don't want to, you know, bother your child about or feel like you're stressing your child out about. Absolutely. And I think that there, there are a few areas out there that have as much internet disinformation and internet rumor as the college process. And so as a parent, if you don't have that resource early and you try to figure it out online, you can get in some really messy rabbit holes that, that give you a lot of bad information. And so, you know, we are always happy to talk to, to parents uh, throughout this process and, and especially at the beginning when they just don't know what's going to happen um, because it is, um, it is a very different process than it was when when this cohort of parents may have applied to college uh, and and so we are we're trying to you know whether it's one-on-one -on -one in a phone call with a parent or or with a, a monthly email or something like that sort of educated our parents on what is it like to apply to college in in these these sort of new times yeah, and I think it related to what's been happening this last year with COVID and how your office has had to change a little bit about what they do. It's more change of delivery than actual, you know, what they're doing, um, delivery being virtual. But I think that one of the things that's been great has been, I know that you've held a couple of events, David, where, you know, it was almost seemed like a kind of an open Q&A. Is that right? where parents yes. could kind of call in and just like, you know, ask questions and just learn about what was going on directly from you, regardless of kind of who their child was working from, working with. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things from the Zoom world that we'll, we'll keep going into the future because it's just been so easy to do. You know, I'll, I'll hop on to Zoom, um, you know, maybe every other month and, you know, I mean, I'll have one for, you know, parents of nines and tens and then another one for parents of, of juniors and seniors. And, and I won't really have an agenda, you know, and I might sort of, you know, spend three minutes giving the, the timeline of what the next year might look like, but it's just to take Q&A. Um, traditionally, we have done programming, you know, on the last day of school when parents are picking up their students or on family weekend or on the first day of school when parents are dropping off their students, um, because that was the best way to sort of get in front of, of parents and deliver information. Um, but those are also really busy times for parents and they, they want to be unpacking their student from their dorm. They don't necessarily want to be coming over to, to see a speech by me. And so mm -hmm. um, going into the future, we have really enjoyed what Zoom has allowed us to do, um, you know, both in terms of a, a program like this, where if a parent just, you know, sometimes the parent doesn't really know what questions they should have and that gives them some anxiety. And so sometimes just hearing what other parents are asking mm -hmm. is really helpful for parents. Um, but we have we have used Zoom for those. We have used Zoom for um, you know having face one on ones with with students over the summer, which has been wonderful. And Zoom has been amazing in helping us get a bunch of great colleges to come and talk to our students. So mm -hmm. you know previously it's okay figuring out the schedule, figuring out which college is close enough that they can drive here and do this presentation. Um, but but moving into the future, we will we will continue to do, use Zoom in a lot of different ways to enhance the student and parent experience. Yeah, so um, I think we've all definitely learned that it gives us a reach that is incredibly useful and helpful in a boarding school environment in particular to keep families connected to what's going on at school with their children without having having to physically be here. So so before we get off the topic of parents, I'm just wondering, you know, are there particular things that you advice that you're giving or things that you're focusing on when you have those conversations with parents? I mean, if there's kind of one or two takeaways uh, from this podcast, if somebody ends up at Loomis or not, like what type of, you know, what words of wisdom would you have? So, so one of the things we talk to, to parents a lot about is is just taking a breath and knowing that it will all be okay. Um, sometimes the, the this can all feel so important and every misstep can seem like a huge, huge loss. And, and, and just, you know, we know from working with 200 seniors every year and then seeing them come back to Loomis two, three years later, that they're all thriving in college and, and they're all doing great. And, and so, you know, sometimes what, what we talk to parents about is, is sort of taking a step back and trusting the Loomis process and, and trusting that, that this will work. Um, because I think what we find with, you know, it's, it's not all, all families, but the college process can, can throw a lot of stress into the family dynamic. Mm -hmm. And if a parent is in the role of, did you write this yet? Did you do this yet? What's your timeline? Um, that can that can bring a lot of stress to the the relationship, and so a lot of what we do is try to sort of insert ourselves in between that, and we say, you know what, Dad, in this case, I think you're sort of stressing out your son right now when you keep asking if they've written that essay. So I'm in good communication with him. I know where he is. Why don't you just ask me? You know, if you have a, a frustration you want to vent about, oh, he's not doing what he should be doing vent that to me because then you can sort of talk to him about how the soccer game go or how you feel in and and every conversation you have 
doesn't necessarily have to be tinged with the, with the college piece because the college piece is stressful for students. And if they feel like their parents are, you know, bordering on, on nagging them about it, um, relationships can go downhill a little bit. And, and particularly in a boarding environment, if, if a parent and student are maybe talking, you know, every couple of days, if that conversation is only about college, I hear that a lot from students. Like every time we talk, they're, they're asking about college. And, and so some of what we talk to parents is, is trusting that being at Loomis and trusting that, that doing this process through our office is gonna have them really well set up and we're not gonna let them fail uh, and so you can continue being the supportive parent in the loving relationship and not have all this, this stress of, did you sign up for the SATs get in the way? Yeah, no, I know that I very much have appreciated that as a parent with kids going through the process here. And, and to me, it also is very reflective just of general, our general approach to advising and faculty advising, right? And that there's many times as an advisor, and I know you're an advisor as well, well, we'll say to parents that we're working with our advisees, like, talk to me, you know, funnel it through me. If there's right, something right. you've got questions about or, or, you know, a concern that you're having or something that you want me to, you know, work into the next meeting, um, you know, we're, we're happy to do that. And we're all a team and we're all working on it together and we're supporting students, but we're also supporting their families as well. So um, it's a great reflection of, of the school's approach. I think as a whole um, to what you're talking about. Okay, so one of the questions that often comes up is I'm sure uh, to you is this question of, you know, value of Loomis in the college process or, um, you know, the whole idea of does Loomis have particular relationships with particular schools or, you know, can you pick up the phone and, and get my child into school X, you know, the, the traditional type of, of view of the role of the college counselor. And I'm wondering if you could address that a little bit, because I'm sure that there's some people listening to this that have this on their minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. The first thing I'll say is, is sort of, reframe it and take a, a zoom back a little bit and say, I think the biggest value of, of Loomis regarding the college piece is, is less in the admissions process of college and more in how that student will thrive in college. And what I mean by that is students that go to Loomis are fantastic collaborators with each other. They are confident in seeking out a teacher um, if they have a question. They are amazing at talking to adults. By the time they graduate from, uh, parents would be shocked. <laughs> By the time they graduate from Loomis, they are just so well-versed at talking to adults. And some of those skills are, um, they're so vital to success in college. And I don't think we always think of, of those things, but, but there are students that don't really have that experience in high school and they don't go to college and they don't take advantage of office hours. Or if the professor says, hey, I'm doing this research project, let me know if you're interested. They're like, uh, that sounds intimidating and they don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the biggest, the biggest value that, that, you know, may, may sort of appear intangible until a student gets to college and then they realize how, how much it's paying off is just that students hit, hit the ground running when they get to college and they will seek out a professor, they will create relationships, they will, they will be so, you know, it goes back to the college prep, you know, that we are a college prep school and, and, and that that is the preparation. Not necessarily do you know how to do calculus, but those, those little things that, that really will make the difference in terms of internships and getting jobs down the road. And so, so that's, that's the biggest piece for me. Um, our students overall do really well in the college admissions process. 
we are incredibly proud of, of where our students go and the caliber of, of universities they go and, and all of that. Um, that said, you know, I, I mentioned before, Columbia is an example that saw a huge increase in applications. The, the highly selective universities right now are taking five to 8% of their applicants. And so, you know, coming to Loomis just doesn't give you a, a free pass into those schools. You know, a student still has to earn it. They still have to be fantastic in and out of the classroom. Um, 20, 30 years ago in, in the admissions world, it was a much more sort of clubby place where a school like Loomis could call up Yale and say, hey, I've got a great student for you. You've got you've to check this student out. And Yale would say, oh, oh, wonderful. You know, this, this student looks great. Um, and and that, that started to fade. Uh, 20 years ago is probably uh, generous there. That, that really started, you know, 50 to 60 years ago in the admissions process where uh, it was college placement. You know, the, the college officer at a high school would just say, okay, you should take these two students. Um, it doesn't happen, happen that way. And, and I don't really feel like there are feeder schools in, in any sense. You know, one year we might have six students matriculate to Dartmouth, the next year it might be one. Um, these are 17 year olds making decisions. And so if you look at any one or two years, um, our matriculation list will look a little bit different just, just based on sort of the randomness of, of highly selective admissions and, and the whims of a student. Um, if we have two really popular and known students go to a certain college, we might see an application increase to that school for the next two or three years. So, you know, it's a, we're talking small sample sizes, which I, which is the reason I never like parents to focus too much on matriculation lists because those are very small sample sizes. Um, you know, you might see, oh, this other this other high school had had four students go to Harvard this year, and you only had one. Like, what happened? Well, you know, maybe three years from now uh, it'll be different, or maybe three of those students were football players. And if, if your son or daughter's not a football player, um, the fact that they had a, a bigger number or a smaller number doesn't really matter. Uh, and so there's, there's so many pieces that, that go into all of that, that parents can drive themselves a little bit crazy trying to do the, the detailed data work that they might want to in this process. Um, I'm always happy to talk more with parents, you know, one-on-one -on -one prospective parents um, about matriculation and, and that kind of thing. Um, but, it, but it also should not necessarily be the focus because one of the things I see is students that focus, students that treat Loomis like the only reason they're at Loomis is so they can get into X college, they don't actually get the most out of Loomis. Uh, and, and this is a message we're, we're often telling our freshmen and sophomores is just do Loomis well. If you do Loomis well, there will be many open doors for you at the end of your time at Loomis. If you make every decision at Loomis based on what do I think Harvard's admissions office would like to see out of me, um, what extracurricular would, would their admissions office like, um, then you're going down a, a direction that we've seen doesn't often pay off. Um, because the, the, the thing college admissions offices most, most want to see, aside from you know, great grades, is students really finding their passions. And when students have found their passion, it unlocks excellence in what they're doing and and it just it bursts through their application that excitement and and the students that that make high school about building a resume for college they are a little bit more focused on the building the resume and they they kind of forget to find their passion along the way and so one of the things I think Loomis does an outstanding job of is exposing 
young students, especially freshmen and sophomores, to a wide variety of, of academic and non-academic areas. And through that, they are often able to find a couple things that they love and excel at. And that love will shine through in their college application. And, and so, you know, sometimes thinking about making myself the most interesting, most excited teenager I can be is, is better than thinking about what will this admissions office want to see out of me. Right, exactly. Well, and, you know, and so much of that is uh, relatable to the process that these families are going through right now as they're looking at their secondary school options, right? And Absolutely. Um, and thinking about, you know, what are the places in which my child will be both challenged and supported in the best possible way? And it's all very, very translatable to what, what your work is as well. Um, and so just as a final question for you, a little on a little bit more personal note in relation to your work, David, you know, you've, you've had a lot of experience on the college side. You've also have a lot of experience on the college counseling side. Um, what do you enjoy most about being a college counselor? Why, why is this, you know, why have you chosen this to be, you know, why is this your passion? I think it's, it's tremendously exciting to see a student through through the very beginnings of this process to, to the end. Um, the college process is, is likely the first real project, a big project that a student will have. It, it's sort of almost like an internship. You know, this is a, it encompasses over a year. Uh, it has 400 details in it. There's just so many different pieces to this. And it is exciting to take a student that has only heard of four colleges and you know, start with building a list and start with getting them excited about majors and then start to transition to writing essays about themselves and, and filling out applications and you know, some of the strategy about where to apply and why and, and early decision and early action. Um, it, it's an amazing time of growth for students. And so it's really exciting to see that arc of, of growth with the students and, and see them gain confidence in themselves that okay, wow, a year ago, this seemed really intimidating. And it, and it seemed like, how do people do this? And, and then here I am at the end, and, and I did it. Um, you know, the students will get into their first choice school, or they won't get into their first choice school. You know, it, it doesn't always work out for every single student that they get into the, their dream school. But, but what does work out is they grow in, in wonderful ways this process. And again, like I said before about sort of the Loomis skills, they take those skills on and they're transferable to internships and jobs and, and they're gaining confidence that's, that's going to only snowball and, and help them in college in the future. And to see the sort of beginnings of that is always really exciting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I think as they continue to go through, I mean, one of the things that I definitely have experienced here at Loomis over my 14, 15 years here is that that relationship that you build during that time with supporting them through this rite of passage, um, you know, they they don't forget it and uh, and we don't forget it. And the relationships that you can build are really strong and, and you know, lifelong friendships through this process. Uh, you know, many people, even adults our ages, you know, we remember our guidance counselor from high school, right? right? right. Uh, whether it was a good relationship or not a great relationship, you remember it because it is such a, such a formative experience in your life if you have the privilege of being able to go to college and, and so, you know, I love being here when we have reunions and I can see, you know, students coming back five years out, 10 years out who are coming back and saying, oh my gosh, Mrs. T, you'll never believe what I'm doing now. Um, and it's, it's just amazing. So yep. 
So anyway, I, I can relate, although, um, you know, I now wear a different hat on campus, which uh, I'm passionate about as well. But, you know, college guidance is, um, is an amazing, amazing place to be. And I think our, our team does it, uh, you know, better than anyone. So I really appreciate your taking the time to come and talk more about it today. I think this has given families a really good sense of how Loomis Chafee approaches college guidance, what we value and the relationships with our, that we're building with our students through through that process. And uh, and also the just the expertise that you and your team have as well. So thank you so much, David. We really appreciate Wonderful. it. Wonderful, thanks for having me. And uh, this is Amy Thompson, and this has been Genuine Admissions.